0: announcements today, so be patient. Um, First of all, Apple Butter Day yesterday was a great success. Lily and Faith, we took in over $2,000. We still have Buckeyes to sell. We have large containers. We have small containers. Jeannie and I will be downstairs after service in Fellowship Hall if you'd like to buy some. They are $8 for large and $5 for small containers. Um, Groport Grief, UMC Grief Share will host Surviving for the Holidays video seminar, and there is no charge. It will be November 18th from 2 to 4 p.m. See the bulletin to register. Upcoming events this month, Trustees meeting is gonna be October 19th at six o'clock. Ministry table will be November 18th at 9 a.m. And free Friday is this Friday, October 20th. Volunteers are needed and be here by 4.30 p.m. if you wish to help. We are having a thankful potluck in November. Yay. (laughs) Join us Sunday, November 19th after worship for our We Are Thankful potluck. Please bring your favorite potluck item and join in some wonderful fellowship with your church family. Poinsettias. It's time to order those poinsettias again this year to decorate the sanctuary for Advent and Christmas. Please use the form and the bulletin to honor or give in memory of a loved one. The deadline will be November 1st. Opportunities to feed the children. We are going to be feeding at Claire next Saturday Oct- or in two weeks, October 28th. If you are interested in volunteering that weekend to serve, please see myself or Susie Butch. Uh, the food pantry will be November 2nd and 9th. And I'm sure we will be needing help. And I would say see Andrew if you want to volunteer. Upper rooms are available for November and December on the back table. Trunk or treat, we will be having trunk or treat on the 31st from five to seven. Steve Shirley is our contact for that if you would like to decorate your vehicle or pass out candy at the church that evening. We are accepting candy or monetary donations. And see Steve if you have any questions. All Saints Day will be November 5th. We are inviting family and friends to attend this service where we will honor those who have passed since last November. Veterans Sunday will be November 12th. To honor our veterans this year, we are collecting men's new clothing of all sizes. T-shirts, sweatpants, socks, all the information is in your bulletin, so refer to that and the, bring the items to the Fellowship Hall Annex and our collection will be taken for the homeless veterans of Columbus. Last, please fill out these attendance, the blue attendance sheets. We are recording attendance every Sunday and we're trying to attempt to better track our membership. So a big thank you if you can do this, fill it out, and drop it in the offering plate. I think that is all the announcements at this time. So let us read together the breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. At this time... Let us quiet our hearts and minds and prepare for worship. song, The Church's One Foundation. Responsively, the call to worship. We have been given a ministry of reconciliation and sharing.
1: God reconciled us to God's self
2: through the witness of Jesus Christ.
0: No longer do we need to fear. Hope has been given to us. So we are now ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal to all humankind through us in all that we say, think, and do.
2: Praise be to God, who has placed God's trust in us.
1: We will strive to serve God faithfully.
2: Amen.
0: reading today comes from Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Let us read together the affirmation of faith. We
1: We are the church called into being by Christ Jesus, sealed in baptism by His Spirit, sent as messengers who bear the good news to all people. We are women and men, old and young, poor and rich, from many
2: backgrounds, cultures, and nationalities, united in
1: fellowship by the mercy and wisdom of God, we do nothing in and of ourselves. Instead, we are made new by the regenerative power of Christ Jesus. We are confirmed in grace, sanctified in love, and we serve in humility and weakness, trusting God to work in
2: and through us. We are the church, and Christ is our head. Thanks be to God. Amen.
3: Please stand for the glory of <laughs>
1: joys and our concerns to the Lord. If you have a prayer concern, I would invite you to fill the section out here on that blue card and to drop it in uh, the offering plate today, and somebody will be sure to pray for you. Uh, if you would like to send a prayer concern during the week, you can do so by just sending us a quick email at prayer at groveportumc.org or you can call the church office uh, and either leave a message or talk to Nancy and uh, we will be sure to uh, to get that onto our prayer chain and you can also always uh, drop us a line through the mail. I invite you now to open your hearts to the love and care of God. Feel led to be prayed for and with. You are invited to come forward and to kneel at the rail. Let us be in this time of prayer. Holy God, You receive us into your presence as both a gift and a miracle, and we thank you. Thank you for sharing the light of your glory so that we might glimpse your power and majesty. Thank you for sharing your creation so that we can see signs of your beauty. Thank you for sharing your Son that we might know the depth of your love, forgiveness, and mercy. This morning, Lord, we share with you just a few of the joys and the concerns that are on our hearts today. Lord, we praise you for the care that you have shown to Jim Meredith over the past months and years, and we praise you for the fact that he has improved so much that he has been taken off of hospice care. Continue to be with him, we ask, Lord, allow your healing hand and and caring embrace to surround him. Lord, in your mercy, And Lord, we remember this day, all of those who are grieving the loss of a loved one this day. We ask for your love, O oh God, to surround the Kudell family. Kiba lost her niece this week. And we also raise to you the family of, of Karen Rohr, who passed away this week as well. Lord, in your mercy.. And Lord, we trust to your care. Mark and Christine and Bart and Tony. Each of them have recently undergone surgical procedures. We ask for a speedy recovery and a positive outcome. Lord, in your mercy, in your prayers. we raise to you all of those who are currently undergoing treatment for cancer, including Bruce and Joyce, Cheryl and Susan and Betty, Lori and Trent. Lord, we, we ask that their treatments will be both effective and that their Side effects mild. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we offer you a word of praise for the fact that David has successfully completed his radiation treatments. Thank you, Lord, for working miracles in his life, and and help him to continue to improve and allow those treatments to have been effective. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we also praise you for the fact that young Maverick is continuing to recover from his recent pneumonia Allow your healing hand to continue to rest upon him. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, this day we lift to you, Sharon, and all of those who continue to battle illnesses and and various medical conditions. We pray for your healing to rest on each of them. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, on this day, we pray for the world, especially for the tensions in the Middle East and pray for peace to reign around your world. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done for us and continue to do for us. Thank you for sending Jesus, our Lord and our Savior and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's moment? All right, guys, how are you? Okay. All right, now we can get started. Oh, we got more. Oh, okay. Okay. We're missing some of the some of the shorter members of our congregation. <laughs> Hi, oh my goodness! Hi. All right. How do we show that we care for other people? What are some ways? Anybody want to take a Take a stab at it. All right. I'll ask you guys. How do you show that you like somebody? What do you do? <laughs> the smile? We smile? Very good. What else can we do, guys? Huh? Hug? absolutely and is there something we can tell people when we really care a lot about them what do we say Ryan what we love them they're your friends okay could we maybe say we love them have you ever told anybody you love them your brother and your sister alright well you know what When we tell people that we love them, what we're doing is we are sharing the love that Jesus shows to us, right? Jesus says that he loves us. And when we tell others that we love them, we're sharing that love. But how often do we tell people we love them? Clearly, not a lot. So... This is where these are coming in handy. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we are going to give stickers to people who love us or we love that we want to tell we love them. Okay, so let's practice. What I'm gonna do is I am going to give everybody a sticker, and I am going to count to 10, and I want you to run out, give it to an adult, and say, I love you, and hand them this sticker. Okay? And it can be any adult you want, all right? So what are, what are we doing when I hand you the sticker? And, and you're gonna do what? give him a sticker and say what i love you alright and either this is going to be super cool or this will be the biggest mistake of my entire career and you are all here to witness you would be like pastor rick why did you think that was a good idea well they said it was on this website what could go wrong All right. Go ahead and uh, uh, head out and uh, find yourselves an adult. And remember, when you give it to them, say, I love you, okay? All right, all right, all right. Save our hands to ourselves. Leave our hands to ourselves, please. All right, all right, go find an adult to uh, give that to. All right. Go find an adult to give that to. Okay. She wants to give it to her sister. (gasps) You want to give it? Oh, that would be perfect. You want to give it to your sister. All right. All right. All right. Find someone to give that to and say, I love you. You can just hang on to it and give it to them when you see them later. How's that? Oh, yeah. Do you want to go, go give it to Grandpa? There you go. All right. All right. Ten. Nine. Eight. Who thinks I'm ever going to see him again? Six. Five. Three, two, one. All right. So remember, we need to uh, tell others that we love and care for them because Jesus told us that he loves and cares for us. Okay? All right, let's pray. Lord, help us to be able to tell others that we love and care for them. Sometimes it's not easy, but it's important that people know that we care for them. Be with each and every one of these uh, young folks and, and help them to know that they are loved and cared for and that each of them is special. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Good job. All right. You can head off to Junior Church. And I didn't count, but I don't think we lost too many.
0: At this time during our service is the time that you can give your offerings. You can do that through the Ezekiel application. You can also give it via the church website, and you can also send checks at 512 Main Street.
3: The story, it's a living, breathing, walking testimony of a God so good that He'd leave His home in glory for the world He loves, for the world that He so loves. No, it's not just the story, I believe in the life of Jesus. the resurrection. I believe He's coming back again. I believe that His Spirit's with us. I believe that He gives us power. I believe that He is the Son of God. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe in the life of Jesus. I believe I can't deny it, if I said I got here on my own, I'd be lying, cause my eyes have seen the goodness of the Father, oh, we're the ones He loves, we're the ones that He so loves, oh, I can't deny it. life of Jesus. I believe that he conquered death. I believe in the resurrection. I believe he's coming back again. I believe that his spirit's with us. I believe that he gives
0: As a token of our praise, that they may be used in service to Christ. <clears throat> Amen. You may be seated. The second scripture reading today comes from 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.
1: Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for the gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. This morning during children's time, you probably noticed I didn't try to sit down in the middle of them. And there are several reasons for that. But possibly the biggest one is, is I probably wouldn't get back up. <laughs> Why, you asked, Pastor Rick, could you not get back up? That's because my back is sore. Because I have been planting flower Flowers. Well, actually, not actually flowers, actually bulbs. How many of you have planted your bulbs for next year? Any of you planted bulbs yet? Not yet? yet? Yeah, so I, I decided it was a nice warm day on Friday. I'll get out there and get some of those bulbs planted. And I started off... Uh, with the little bags and I'm reading the back uh, so I knew what I needed to do to get those flowers to grow. I had a tape measure. If it said to dig a three-inch hole, buddy, it was a three-inch hole. (laughs) I figured they make these things, they know what they're talking about. By the end, it was, eh, close enough. (laughs) Just throw a little mulch over it, it'll be fine. They've survived this long without me. It's not always easy getting things to grow in your yard, is it? It's really not. You would think it would be super simple. There's green stuff all over the place. It should grow. But no, the the stuff that grows is the stuff I don't want. The stuff I do want. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. I remember a few years ago, I got it in my mind that I was going to grow a giant pumpkin. Did any of you ever go down to the pumpkin show in Circleville and then get that misguided idea that you too can grow a giant pumpkin? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. How did it work out for you? 182-pound pumpkin. 182 pounds is a pretty big pumpkin. I had this big old garden out behind the parsonage I was living in, and. Uh, One of the church members brought his tractor down and tilled it for me. And I'm like, well, I know about agriculture. Obviously, I'm living in an agricultural area. It just rubs off. No, it doesn't. Not at all. And so I bought those big old pumpkin seeds you do, and I planted them, and stuff pops up. And then all of a sudden, I realize you don't just plant the seeds, and all of a sudden, you've got a 1,000-pound pumpkin. Pumpkins formed, but quickly they died of different things. Uh, Some of them, I don't know if I didn't give them enough nutrients or whatever, and they just sort of died. Uh, One of them was pretty good size, but it was laying on the ground, and I guess I'm supposed to move that or something, and anyway, it rotted on the bottom. Caught a deer eating one of them. It it was just not, not a pretty picture. It's not always easy getting things to grow. And that's not just when it comes to plants and trees, but also the body of Christ, the church. See, the Bible talks about how the church should be like a plant, like a tree, a flowering, beautiful tree, producing ripe, juicy fruit. But sometimes we have trouble doing it because we don't, understand all the steps, or we forget a step, or we don't do a step. So over the next couple of Sundays, we are going to be talking about the the five uh, practices of fruitful congregations. And you may have have, have heard about this. Uh, this is based on a book by uh, Bishop uh, uh, Shanice. Uh, he wrote, wrote it probably about 10, 15 years ago now, uh, the the five uh, fruitful practices of of a congregation, Uh, but they are uh, intentional evangelism, extraordinary generosity, intentional faith development, passionate worship, and radical hospitality. So we're we're going to be looking at at each of those uh, categories over the next few weeks, kind of touch on what are those and how can we, uh, as Christians, um, be about doing that work of Christ. So today we are going to start with intentional evangelism, and I kind of want us to focus on how can we tell others about Jesus without being that guy? You know the guy that I'm talking about. The one who always comes up to you holding the Bible and wants to start quoting scripture at you right in the middle of a Super Bowl party. (laughs) Or the produce aisle at Kroger. (laughs) Or at your front door. This happened, oh, about a month ago. Got done here. I go home. And as I'm going down the the street to my house, I see groups of people, two by two, with their Bibles in hand, knocking on doors. And I know exactly what that means. Anybody else know what that means? You go home and you hide. (laughs) Am I the only one that does this? No, right? I don't want to discuss this. Do I know Jesus? Yes. Do I want to discuss Jesus? Not really. (laughs) The Beagle's game is getting ready to start. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're like, I can use the company. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're like, like what is up with this guy oh you know I'm, I'm home I'm, you know why not um, you know so I got home and I go inside and I lock the door and, and I have those little windows along the side of the door and I pull the blind shut and the, the nurse was there with Owen and, and she goes what are you doing and I'm going I'm hiding for all of our goods <laughs> she goes don't you want to talk about Jesus I said yes just not right now Why was I hiding? I don't know. It's because somebody is going to knock on my door and then try to get me to believe exactly how they do. And if I don't, then they're going to try to argue with me. And and I don't feel like arguing. I just want my bologna sandwich and my football. (laughs) So how can we discuss Jesus without coming across as the people who are constantly knocking on your door? Right? Because that is... And a way of sharing the gospel. But it's not the only way of sharing the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5.20 reminds us that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God was making his appeal through us. So we clearly need to be the ambassadors of Jesus Christ. But how can we do so in a positive way? Well, first, I think we need to understand that there isn't just one way of doing this. And for most of us, knocking on people's doors is not a comfortable thing for us to do. I can almost guarantee you if I said, Hey, everyone, after church today, we are going to go knock on doors and tell people about Jesus. Meet me in the parking lot. We're going I would get a couple of you just because you're super polite. <laughs> and people like Terry would just feel like obligated. No, I'm home for my afternoon nap. Yeah, yeah, she'll be home for a nap, right? I could probably get Nancy to come with me just because, you know, she would feel bad for her. Mark, Mark, would you come with me? Okay, Mark will come with me. But for most of us, that's not a comfortable way of doing it. So, What are some other ways of telling people about Jesus? Well, if we look through the Bible, we can see a number of approaches. First is what we're talking about, the direct approach. And one person in the Bible who's known for doing this is the Apostle Peter, who we've been talking about for the last few weeks. This is how Peter did it. He was just sort of a direct kind of guy and, and it fit into his personality. But there are other ways. Uh, for instance, the Apostle Paul used a more intellectual approach. He liked to uh, talk to people and, and to uh, 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 um, uh, get into intellectual debates with folks and, and to help them see who Christ is that way. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, about a, a man who was blind, who was healed by Jesus And John chapter 9 uh, tells us this story of of how then, once this man is healed by Jesus, he goes and he tells everybody that he knows what Jesus did. He doesn't really understand all of the theological ins and outs. He just knows what Jesus did. Uh, That's more of a testimonial approach. Uh, You have uh, Matthew, the the apostle Matthew. Uh, In Luke 5, we hear how Matthew, who was a tax collector, was called by Jesus to, to leave that old life behind and to go and to do something new. And he invited his friends, other tax collectors, to come to his house and to have dinner. And he discussed with them his new life through Christ. You know, that's that's what, what we would call a relational approach. Uh, Or in uh, John chapter 4, we hear about the Samaritan woman that Jesus meets at the well, and he transforms her life, and she goes, and she tells others to come follow her. She invites them to come with her to meet Jesus. We call that an invitational approach, Uh, uh, a really... uh, contemporary uh, example of that would be inviting somebody to come to church with you or to come uh, uh, to a church event like last week's uh, pet blessing, which, by the way, was awesome. There, was, there were so many cute animals. I even, even got to meet two guinea pigs. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Anakin. Right? That's an invitational approach. Or uh, uh, chapter 9, there's a woman named Dorcas, um, my all-time favorite name in the New Testament, Dorcas. Before we knew if Owen was going to be a boy or a girl, I threatened that was going to be Owen's name, if she was a girl, or if he was a girl, it was Dorcas. Uh, But Dorcas used a service approach served others, shared kindness with others. And that was the way of telling others about her relationship with the risen Jesus Christ. So in other words, there are many different ways you can share Jesus with somebody else. And it doesn't necessarily involve you knocking on doors. Just because you aren't comfortable with one way of sharing Christ doesn't mean you're not capable of, of, of or comfortable with another way. We can all share Jesus, just not all in the same way. And just like each of us are different, our evangelism approach can each be different. So what are some tips if you're going to be talking about Jesus with others? Well, no matter what your approach is, I think there's a couple of tips that that are gonna be helpful. One is keep it simple. I am reminded of my dad. Tell me if this doesn't sound like a man in your life because a woman wouldn't do this. So my dad, I called him up the other day. I'm wanting to to run a uh, a, a new uh, uh, power outlet in my basement, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to blow something up. And so uh, I said, do I hook this to this? And he goes, well, I can tell you, but before I do, do you want to know how an electric circuit works? And my answer was, no. (laughs) Not at all do I want to know how an electric circuit works don't care about electric theory. I just want to know if I connect this wire to this, is it going to blow my house up? Oh, well, you don't want to know about electrons? No, not at all. Sometimes we make things more complicated than they need to be. For instance, with Jesus, Um, uh, it can be as simple as telling people About the manger. Jesus was born uh, in a manger to the Virgin Mary. He died on a cross and then he rose again to become king of all there is. That's a simple way of explaining Jesus and it covers all of the major theological uh, points of our faith the incarnation, the atonement, and the restoration. Keep it simple. Jesus kept it simple when he told others about himself. Tip number two, merge your universes. In other words, get to know those around you. I hope I'm not alone in this. Maybe I am, but am I the only person who knows the names of my neighbor's dogs more than I know their actual names? Am I the only person like this? I can name you the dogs all up and down my street. But their owners, I get beyond, like, one or two houses beyond me, and I'm like, I don't know, it's Benji's mom, you know? Get to know people. When we merge our universes, our 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 church universe and our private universe, if you will, well, then... Evangelism happens. How about this? Become the unofficial de facto chaplain of your social group. Now, for me, I am. If somebody needs prayed for, guess who gets to do it? Every Thanksgiving, guess who has to pray? This guy. Do that for for folks. If people, uh, 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 let's say you're at work and, and, and there's somebody who's having a tough time, volunteer to pray for them. It's amazing how many people have never had anybody actually pray for them. And they don't even have to be a believer, right? They just know that somebody cares for them. And if you pray for them, you can have a massive impact on their life. Tip number four, and this comes to evangelism, but I think this is just a good tip for life. Listen more, talk less. When somebody is talking to you, are you listening to them or are you thinking about what you're gonna say next? Hmm? I gotta tell you, thinking about that this week, half the time I am not listening to what people are saying, I am thinking about what am I gonna say next? Right, I'm talking to Nancy, I'm not paying attention to what Nancy's saying, I'm thinking what kind of weird disturbing story am I gonna tell Nancy next? that I saw on the internet. Ask her. I see something weird on the internet, I come running right into her office. Nancy, guess what I just saw? And then what do I do? I go, okay, bye now. (laughs) I do. Listen more. Talk less. I think the most important thing about evangelism is this. We need to just get out and do it. Don't worry if you're good at it or not. Don't worry if, 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 if you're going to be super effective. Because you know what? We are all kind of clunky when we start doing things. And it doesn't matter. Read the Bible. The early Christians, they didn't know what they were doing. They just went with what the Spirit was leading them to do. And we need to do the same. I remember, I remember this quote from John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement. He said this, he said, Give me 100 preachers who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God. I care not a straw whether they are clergymen or laymen or women. Such alone will shake the gates of hell and set upon the kingdom of heaven on My friends, we just need to get out and do it. We just need to tell others about Jesus through our actions, through our words, through our relationships, through our service, and change this world for Christ. And when we look around us, we know that this world is in desperate need of Jesus. Let's be a part of transforming it for him. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share Christ with others. We each have different styles, different ways of sharing uh, the love of Jesus. Remind us that that's okay, we're all different. Give us the courage To get out there and to make this world like the kingdom you desire, the kingdom you envision, the kingdom that will come. Thank you for trusting us to be your ambassadors to the world. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. I invite you now to stand and let's join together in our closing hymn, Blessed Assurance. (laughs) Reconciled to God, you are sent to be agents of reconciliation to the world. Go from this place to forgive, to love, to restore, to bring peace, and to live in joy. While creating, redeeming, reconciling, God goes with us in the power of his Spirit. Amen. Amen.
3: Today the choir is going to introduce a new sending forth, so just stand and listen and next week you'll be singing this glorious song with us. (laughs)